This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour post-game show. It is a bit of a chaos situation here. But we'll try to get through it as best we can. We are joined live from the Superdome. Andrew is with us. Andrew, how is the atmosphere at the Superdome in the fourth quarter of a preseason game? I'm one of seventeen. I'm one of seventeen fans left here with five minutes left. So um, I have to say that uh, clearly. Um, Saints fans are spoiled fucking rotten at quarterback. They are peeing and crapping all over Teddy Bridgewater's performance where he was 110 quarterback rating. But before all that, before all that, we have to say Dave couldn't join us today. He had a family situation. A cat died. It was seriously, it was very traumatic for him. But to make him feel better, his UDFA son is in the lead now to make the roster. Little Jordan showed out, scored a touchdown. Well, I mean, make the practice squad, maybe. Let's not go crazy here. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, he did make more he than did your make son, play, who can't even uh, see the game because he's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Zigbo showed a little bit here late, but yeah, I, I would say of the three, definitely after preseason game one, Dave is now firmly in the lead. I mean, but seriously, this game, I mean, I thought Bridgewater was really good. Yeah, he are, held are on, the ball, fans, on the ball on the ball too long. Fans really down on him? Yeah, they're like he wasn't that good. He, he, he you know. He had three drops. The thing is with Saints fans, we are so spoiled rotten that when you see quarterbacking that's above average and pretty good, when you compare it to Breeze from last year, you're like, eh, he wasn't that good. He held on the ball too long. He missed some throws. Like, you, you got to, like, clean your mind that it's never going to be as remember, good as Breeze. Do you remember when Zach Streep was on the show and he talked about Breeze throwing guys open? Yeah. So, like, I just saw Bridgewater be like every other quarterback in the NFL that's not Breeze or Brady. And he, yeah. he wasn't throwing guys open, you know? Like, if the throw was there, he would make it. If there was nothing there, he would check down. And he, he looked like a pro quarterback to me. He looked like a guy that made the right decisions and generally had a pretty live arm, and he looked pretty good. Uh, he did not throw guys open, so I did not see – mind-blowing Drew Brees-esque things from him, but I see why the Saints like him. I thought he executed well, and so, you know, he looked like a very good backup quarterback to me and a borderline starter, and I mean, that, that's what I view Bridgewater as, and um, yeah. you know, if you're expecting more, then that's, then that's just dumb, and if you're, you know, if, if I don't know, I, I feel like he was good, and I was impressed overall, and 
I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how. I, I just don't think your expectations. It's like you said, like we've been spoiled. I mean, the thing is, like he's to me, he looked like Dak Prescott. You build a good team around him, he could be pretty good. But if yeah. you don't have all the pieces in place, he's not gonna. He's Teddy Bridgewater isn't really gonna elevate anybody. Teddy Bridgewater isn't turning David Patton. 2008 into a thousand yard receiver like it's not gonna happen the problem is there, there's problem the problem out there is you pe- other people hear the word Dak Prescott and they think that's like a huge insult when <laughs> Dak Prescott is a starting quarterback in the league that has brought a team to the playoffs yeah so, like it- you know like like I think a lot of people hear that name and they think oh he's garbage well he's not you know and Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan are not garbage you know, but like, that's that's what he looks like to me. I'll tell you what was kind of garbagey: the Saints' secondary to start the game. Man, Eli Apple, he he could he had his, he had as much trouble finding the ball as I do finding my cell phone when it vibrates at like two in the morning. Like, and Patrick man, Patrick I mean, Robinson the, the got torched. Was bad. The containment was bad. Uh, I just, <laughs> the defense really all night, and the backups were even worse. Um, <laughs> So uh, I, 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 I thought the defensive performance, Dennis Allen, you know, and I'm sure they'll get better as the preseason goes. Um, but thankfully, uh, some of these guys won't be on the team. And uh, Den- Dennis Allen's got his work cut out for him. You know, I think he, he'll be a lot better, obviously. But I'm not sure how deep this defense is. You know, if something hey, happens to the starters, I'm not sure how much depth this defense has right now. Here, here's the thing that people need to understand. Is Andrew's at the game, but he's texting me throughout, as we always do. Andrew was writing love sonnets to Manti Teo during this game because he he was so concerned about how bad the Saints' backup linebackers look. You were writing love poems to Manti, weren't you? I, I miss him. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was. I mean, you know. People in the chat room are saying the Saints defense is already in midseason form. I mean, look, they're 13-2 and last year with a forfeit. So, I mean, I, I can't get that upset about it. You just have to see. I mean, the main thing with this game is nobody got hurt. That was fine. Yeah. Um, the one thing that – the only thing that, that I take from this game that was really uh, – I, I wouldn't say it, – it's, it's not like a crisis or, or, or oh, he's a, he's a bust. Marcus Davenport looked awful. Like, they had him in the three-point stance. He got run over twice. Like, just, like, knocked over. He was on his, flat on his back. I don't mean, like, run at I mean, like, literally, he, like, got pancaked twice. So, that's a concern because they played him a good bit. You know, Andrew, it may be a case where he likes rushing, standing up, and not being with a hand in the ground. The Saints may just have to be like, dude, that's what you like to do. Okay, we'll figure out how to make it work for you. But that 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 was my that, that's my only negative to night is that Marcus Davenport is was just he looked lost he looked he looked like a rookie except that it's his second year yeah I don't know I'm not that worried about it that kind of stuff's gonna happen I mean he's still a raw player so he's gonna he's learning on the job and there's gonna be moments like that where he'll have some tape to look at and realize his mistakes he still has freakish athleticism and I just think it's one of those things where Sometimes in preseason, maybe you're playing not to get hurt a little bit, and I don't know. I'm not that concerned about it, but obviously he's not there yet, and so you start to ask yourself, is he ready to be a full-time starter? And that's where, when you were protecting him, 
by with a rotation with Alex Okafor last year, and that luxury doesn't exist for him overall this this coming year. That's a, that's concerning to me, yeah, because like he doesn't really have that safety blanket now, so he's gonna have to learn fast. Um, I still think he's gonna be a good player for the Saints, but you know he's got four games to figure this out before it really counts. So um, you know that's another example. Like Okafor not being there kind of goes back to the comment I said before. This defense doesn't have a ton of depth. No, and I mean it. it it's I mean the NFL just the way it is. It's just hard to it's hard to build depth, right? The one thing anybody in the chat room, if you have questions, thoughts, because there's a there's a bunch of people in the chat room tonight. Thanks for joining us, guys. As we started before the game ended. If you have questions, fire them. Um, Dan Arnold was both good and horrible. I know this is the wrong opinion to have, and this is totally not healthy. But I just will never forgive Dan Arnold for that drop in the NFC Championship, and I want him off the team. And I know that's a horrible, horrible thing to say, but that's the, the way I feel. The touchdown was an amazing play. It was an amazing play, but I, I just felt like, I mean, this game illustrates Dan Arnold. Like, it's just typical, same old, same old. Like, makes an unbelievable touchdown play. I, I thought that was a great play. And then the pick is just abysmal. It's just awful. And I, I just think Dan Arnold is a guy that has nice size, is a guy that you would think would be able at, at the tight end position to maybe expose linebackers. Way too inconsistent to ever trust him. And, yeah. like, I just – I don't want to see him on the field in a meaningful game because it's kind of – it's like Kobe Fleener <laughs> but worse. You know, it's like it's it Kobe Fleener, but less reliable. Is what Skook he is. says we love Dan, but Dan is also cursed. Fredo yeah. says Dan Arnold is the offensive version of Scott Shanley. Is he? I mean, I don't think he's that, the. That would be that, That's a that's an incredible compliment. Scott I don't think Shanley Dan Arnold's that good. Fleener. No, I I think Dan Arnold's like the dollar store Kobe Fleener, is what he yeah. is. I mean, he is. Um, you know. All right, I'm leaving the Superdome. I got to jump. All right. Well, so so we Andrew's going to 3425. It's over. <laughs> 0 and 16. <laughs> 0 and 16 plus 0 and 4 in the play preseason. 0 and 20. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, 0 and 20. All right. All right. So now I'm flying solo. So everybody in the chat room, help me. But here's the thing, right? You preseason. My thing was interesting is. I get so excited for the first preseason game, and it doesn't matter how old I am. I got excited. I went to Popeye's. I got the Popeye's chicken sandwich for the first time. Oh, by the way, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, if you haven't had it, it is clutch. It is it to me it blows chicken Chick-fil-A out the water. Like it's just it's not even it's not even comparison. Like the the Popeye's chicken sandwich is is fucking amazing. I the only chicken sandwich I like better than it is the Burger King chicken sandwich, and I know the Burger King chicken sandwich is weird and probably a bunch of you are freaking out. I just have this nostalgia for the Burger King chicken sandwich that I love that's weird and unconditional, but the Popeye's chicken sandwich is it's phenomenal. Um, but then I ate it, and then the game started like three plays in. I'm like, oh, preseason is trash. And this preseason game, it just ended. I felt for like a little while like it wasn't going to end until Wednesday. It had so many penalties. It felt like the fourth preseason game, and I wanted to find a sharp object and slit my wrists. Um, thanks, Gooks. A Zigbo might actually be something. And I have to say, Dave Little Jordan might be in the lead, but a Zigbo has got a shot, 
And Andrew's adopted UDFA son is still in jail in Wyoming, so he brings up the rear. Um, I will say, little Jordan probably didn't, he probably won't make the roster, but he sure as hell probably locked down a practice squad spot, which is, you know, it's good for him. He'll get a six-figure salary for the year. Um, so, Todd says, Sean looks like he lost a few and not in a CrossFit way. It's a great thing. I think the black just makes you look slimmer, man. I, Sean Payton, when he did that interview with Jim Mora, he was looking thick. Um, so, Fredo uh, says, at least we have Zion. But how, everybody in the chat room, how did y'all feel about the secondary? Or, or, how much of the preseason, can, since they went 13-2 and two and, and, a, and a forfeit, you can, we can ignore everything in the preseason, right? We can just, ah, 13-3, and, 13 and three, baby. It doesn't matter. Dennis Allen will fix it. Sean, Sean Payton will fix it. It doesn't matter. We, and we can ignore it, right? It's like, a, it's like the picture of a, it's like an ink-blind picture, right? You can, you can look at it and you can see whatever the hell you want. And because the Saints have won 24 games the last two years, we can just ignore everything. But when does... The secondary look bad tonight. When does the Saints bad play in the preseason? No matter that it's preseason and you know deep in your heart that it doesn't matter. When does bad play at a certain position reach a level where you're like, oh my God, this is going to be bad. And I don't know what that is. I think injuries play a part of it. But my thing with the secondary, my main concern is... I think P.J. Williams is always going to be a guy that's up and down. And the thing with Patrick Robinson is he's not exactly young. I mean, they picked him in 2010, guys. That's a long time. I mean, he was the Saints' number one pick the year after they won the Super Bowl. So he ain't exactly young. So if you have P.J. Williams regressing, Patrick Robinson is suddenly old and washed, then you're Lattimore and Eli Apple, and suddenly you're an injury away at the second in the secondary, having to plug in Crawley or whoever the hell, and it becomes an issue. Um, so uh, the the fact that P. Rob hasn't been cut yet terrifies me. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing with the Saints second, the thing with the Saints secondary, and it's been, I I, I think it might have been. Uh, I forget, it might have been uh, Reed Gilbert who who has disappeared since he doesn't blog anymore, but he was one of my favorite bloggers. It might have been him, or it might have even been uh, Skooks, who said, look, in 2009, the Saints sold their soul to the devil for the greatest turnover-producing season of our lives, and since then, they've been unable to create turnovers, interceptions, they became the no-catch motherfuckers, and it's just going on a decade now of corners that Besides Lattimore, like, not that they just drop balls, but, like, they can't even locate them. It's it's uncanny, the Saints' inability to catch the interceptions or even create chances to get them. Um, yes, uh, Skook said, rip read. Yeah, I feel like if you're out there, and I know blogs are hard to do, and it's bad, and, 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 we, and we don't make any money doing it, but... God damn it. The quality of Saints comedy fun writing is so bad. I feel like I'm the last one. Somebody out there, hunt down Wang, hunt down Reed, hunt down the angry Houdat, and make them write. We need to do like a misery style 
hunting down of them and make them start to blog again because I feel like I'm the only person that's creating ridiculous stupid saints humor and I need more of it in my life I I like to read other people that do it and there's no one left and I'm sad <laughs> read angry who that Akeem drops the ball all gone it's all gone it's just it's just me and I'm old you know uh, and my jokes are getting stale because I have a three and a half year old and I don't get to watch movies and I'm and my, my pop culture references all ended like 10 years ago um, so as far as where the Saints are with Taysom Hill and look we all love Taysom Hill but the one thing, and I've never thought that he can be a full-time quarterback. But I look at him tonight, and I'm like, my God, I don't even know if Sean Payton is going to call more passing plays for him. Because his passing and his reading of the defense is pretty freaking terrible. Um, and he's awesome. Like, as far as, like, a preseason quarterback, he's awesome because he runs around. And we know he's going to do awesome things, and Sean Payton's going to cook it up. But I was hoping, like, his throwing would get, like, maybe, like, 20% better. And that would expand the possibilities that Sean Payton and him could do. And I just didn't see it tonight. I mean, I he's still, you know, ugh. It's just, uh... Yeah, Eric Paulson thinks my humor is too much. Oh, by the way, they're still deciding on if I will be there at WWL for the for the uh, for the full season. I'm I'm thinking I'm, the thing is we're debating on whether I should have a backdrop behind me so I can look more professional, or do you guys like the chaos and the insanity of cats jumping back and forth and a cat possibly jumping in my lap? Do you want? The full comedy, it looks like uh, community television, it looks like public access when Eric Paulson is talking to me. Do you like that or do you want me to look more professional? Do you want me to set like a bookcase or like a professional drop backdrop? This is Saints Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Um, green screen <laughs> Photoshop behind you. We will Photoshop the cats in. Yeah. <laughs> the OSB thing that I have, it does a green screen, but it 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 really I, I we've tested it out. It looks if this if if this is to be believed, the green screen actually looks worse than my kitchen behind me with cats potentially fighting. The thing that scares me with the cats is the jumping behind me is it could be bad. Uh, they could jump in my lap. The thing that really scares me though is if I set up the backdrop. And, and the cats are still loose. One of the cats jumps on the backdrop. It falls on my head. And I'm just on YouTube and everywhere. And the national media picks it up. And it's the, the, the backdrop just falling on my head during, during the thing. Uh, I'm here for Ralph on location. That's that's good. I mean, but the thing is, I enjoy I enjoy doing the morning show. And as my wife has said, I just need to stop with the blinking. I look like I'm a prison I'm a prisoner in the Hanoi Hilton, uh, saying SOS to people. Um, but back to the game. The other thing that I think is clearly apparent, and this is a really good thing, is uh, McCoy, aka. Uh, DJ Khaled slash Drake. He's the starting center, and that 
pushes Nick Easton to a backup role, hopefully, because when you have Pete and when you have Warford healthy. So that really, I think, solidifies the Saints offensive line and can make it to where, you know, we, we going into the preseason, we were really worried, hey, if the Saints get one injury on offensive line, and they'll be kind of screwed because they don't have death. I think McCoy is what they thought. It bumps Easton back. Uh, you have my, you have some other guys, Ola and and guys that they uh, clap and um, Cameron Thompson. So they they their offensive line could absorb, I think, one maybe two injuries and be okay. Um, so that's a really that's a really good sign uh, for, for me. Uh, you guys, you want the cats? Fo- you want the cats photoshopped in? You know, there we have the one cat that's really calm. If the Saints get really good and are just crushing teams, or they're really bad, maybe I could sit the cat in my lap and pet it like a Bond villain and just insult the Falcons. That would be good, right? Um, so, you know, it's really weird to to look at the Saints and see this roster and know that they don't have that many holes uh, to fill. So I wonder if they're going to churn the bottom of the roster. And like you guys said, running back tonight, I think Murray, you know, I didn't touch on it with Andrew. Murray, I thought, looked – he didn't look as good as Ingram. And look, we are attached to Mark Ingram in a way – that him and Kamara, the comedy team, was just amazing. And, you know, Murray, unless he's amazing, we're always going to pine for Mark Ingram. He's just like a lost love. And can I say, did any of you see the shot of Mark Ingram on the sideline yesterday for Baltimore? He looked so sad. He looked like he didn't want to be there. Like, I think he was probably texting Kamara during the game. Like, he looks he looks so sad, and I just wanted to be like, come home, Mark. We still love you. Come back. Um, but he's gone. Murray looked good. I thought Dwayne Washington looked good. My adopted UDFA son, Azigbo, looked good. I think Jaquiz Rogers, he looked fat, and he's going to have a hard time making this roster. I feel a lot better at running back. Um, than I did uh, even before <laughs> before this game. Uh, Raymond says, hashtag not my running back. Murray looked good. He's the new dad trying to p- replace the cool old dad. Uh, yeah, it, it, is, it is true. Um, you know, and, and look, the Saints, besides Spiller, you know, they haven't made... When they've gone out and got a free agents guy with Sean Payton, they haven't made many mistakes. Even Kobe Fleener, for all the struggles and stuff he had, he caught 50 balls the first year. He had the he had the second year he had the big he had the big huge game against Washington in the comeback, and then he got concussed and his career was over. But I wouldn't call him a flop. And you know, Kobe Fleener, the contract people say it was high, but a starting tight end that catches 50 balls, seven million is what you pay. Um, He's, he's wearing young Mark's number. <laughs> Skooks, I am so... I, I just look at Ingram. I wanted... The Saints would have kept... He would have broke the rushing record. We would have had... It, granted, it wouldn't have been a big as big a deal nationally as Drew Brees breaking the record on Monday Night Football, but it would have been as big a deal for us in the Dome, right, if he'd have been able to break Deuce's rushing record. And I wanted that so bad, and I just, like... It broke my heart, and I want to... F- 
take Mark Ingram's agent and, and send him to Gitmo because they just totally botched that. There wasn't a big, huge contract out there. Um, and it just... <laughs> hashtag Mark fire your agent. It just makes me... It just makes me so, so incredibly sad. Uh, so I guess as we sort of wrap, it, wrap this game up and we sort of look to... Um, next week I have to say uh, when I look to next week I'm going to look for uh, some more at wide receiver because you got Michael Thomas Traquan Smith had a drop tonight that wasn't good uh, I still think they're struggling I still think they have some stuff to sort out there and I'll tell you what uh, I think I think Jared Cooks, like, I don't think you're going to see anything in the preseason. I think all the stuff that Peyton's cooking up for him, whether it's going to be the Jimmy Graham older stuff, like uh, Deuce Windham said today on The Athletic that I read, or it's going to be something new, because I think I think Cook is faster than Jimmy Graham. He's almost like a, like a like a supersized wide receiver where Jimmy Graham was really a tight end body. Like Jared Cook is is just this giant almost wide receiver running down the field. So I think all the Jared Cook stuff, that ain't getting you ain't getting seen none of that until Monday. Uh versus uh versus the Texans. Oh, and Dante Harris, I have to say, uh Shirelles, the guy they signed from Minnesota as the punt returner, I have to say, Dante Harris he looked really good as a returner and he may he may make this he may he may push Cheryl's to make this team and it's going to be fun for the Saints to finally have a punt returner where we aren't just dreading them to make a mistake and we're like just catch the ball don't do anything dumb oh my god why are they having Camara back there uh to return punts like I think those days are over I think they'll be better at returning punts and oh by the way what in the hell was Kamara? He was featured on the first drive and touched the ball six times, which was six too many in a preseason game. Jesus, God. Um, Grayson showed he could catch for LSU. He's gonna be uh, he's gonna be really interesting. Um, so it was it was a good it was a good night. I mean, look. As we sort of wrap this thing up, and thanks to everybody for listening. As we sort of wrap up the preseason. Uh, as Andrew always says, nobody got hurt. Everything else is secondary. That's what the Saints had tonight. Uh, our UDFA sons looked amazing. That was great, except for Andrews, who's in jail. Uh, Lutz was good on kicking. I just think, man, the Saints, they curb stomped teams on special teams last year with Lutz, with Morstead, with Taysom Hill. Uh, and if they get even an average return if they get a return guy that averages 10 years 10 yards uh, if they get a return guy to average 10 yards a punt return which oh by the way they haven't had since Sproles in 2011 they get that their special teams will be top three and they'll just they're just curb stomp teams and special teams which is sort of an underrated thing uh, Granderson is still 500 on all the stats <laughs> I, I love I don't know what's funnier the fact that the, the UDFA that Andrew adopted uh, went to prison or the fact that when Andrew had the chance to switch and pick another one, he doubled down and said, no, 
you don't just give up on your children and stop loving them because they do something bad. So he went, he's fully committed to Granderson. And of course, Dave will be insufferable about little Jordan on Monday. So everybody, thanks for joining us. I hope you uh, have enjoyed this as much as we do. Tonight was a little weird because Andrew was at the game. Uh, Dave uh, had, unfortunately, a cat pass away one of his cats so he had to deal with that uh but next week we'll be back it'll be the regular post game show it'll be more normal and not just me blabbering on and on uh, i hope you guys like this um and if you're not a patron become a patron it's seven dollars it's awesome you get a koozie a magnet a screensaver and andrew is gonna try to go back to the black and gold store, the $10 rack. And he's, he texted me today. He's like, they had a Jarris bird Jersey. They had a Delvin bro. They had a Delvin bro Jersey. They had Jimmy Graham. They had, um, a Darren Sharper. They had like all these great saints jerseys on the discount rack. And I told Andrew to buy like three or four of them. And we're going to start just giving them away every Monday. If he, if he can go back and buy them, we're going to start giving them away every Monday in the YouTube channel. If you're in the YouTube channel, going to name it you get the old ten dollar uh, saints jersey off the ten dollar rack uh and that's going to be fun but everybody thanks for joining us this has been uh, a great fun i hope you enjoyed the first saints happy hour live stream post game show we'll do it in the preseason we'll try to do them every uh for every regular season game we can unless the one that i'm traveling in for the dome Thanks, everybody, for joining us. The Saints, they didn't win, but they didn't have any injuries, and a lot of players look good. I hope you got drunk. I hope you enjoyed kind of, sort of NFL football. We will see you Monday morning and Monday night for the regular Saints Happy Hour show. Until then, the bar is closed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.